to go in. Hello. How does it start in Book of Mormon again? Hello. Hello. I, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Book of Mormon? No. My name is Elder Matumbo. And I would like to share about you the most amazing book. It's a fantastic musical. I've been told. I've been told a lot of things. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've been told a lot of information in my years. And <laughs> all of my 18 years on this earth. Mm. That's it. 18. You would not. We would not. <laughs> we cannot ever think that going back to 18 would be a wise decision. I used to think that, and now I know that I was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but, wh- okay, when did you realize you were incorrect? Uh, maybe today? <laughs> I have no idea. It was uh, relatively recent, though, but you know my memory. Recent is either yesterday or five years ago. Yes. So, I mean, you know, just living life. Is, is an experience. And I really... <laughs> Can I go much vaguer? Well, not... not <laughs> nope. I, maybe if you tried. You know, <laughs> life is is just something. Okay. Well, just, I didn't think it was possible, but... But it was. Okay. But it was. I was thinking about just all of the awkwardness of high school. And, you know... I don't miss it. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Step one <laughs> to finding the path of correctness. Don't miss the awkwardness of high school. You, yeah. if I may, you, can we talk about your closetedness as a part of this process? Oh, or is that sure. like, d- d- dig deep dive, don't touch that? <laughs> we can do whatever we want. That's oh. true. It is our podcast. I'll just start screaming if I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. And then you'll know. Great. What a great subtle indicator <laughs> that you would not like to discuss a topic. <laughs> I'll just start screaming at you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I would first thing that comes to mind of like, here's maybe an awkward thing you wouldn't miss being in the closet being feeling a certain way having thoughts about how you want to live your life and who you want to love that you didn't feel you could communicate like just a deep dive to really start this off on a nice light topic of course yeah can you can i ask what that was like yeah i I would say that as a youngin, I was pretty oblivious to a lot of stuff. I feel like I didn't really know the world. I, I guess I don't know how to say it. I feel like I was either really good at avoiding things and pretending they weren't true, or I didn't know what things meant. Yeah, or I just like didn't learn things. So like, I, I didn't know what being gay really meant. I just knew from people kind of making fun of me that it was, well, what I thought was true was it was a bad thing, you know? So no one ever said that being gay was that you were interested in someone of the same sex. I never heard that. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, I like things very explicit. 
as in you're saying something like to my face, right? So for me, it's hard to be like, I know we talked about like in high school, we talked about like maybe there was someone at your high school that was out and seeing someone of the same sex. So mm-hmm. I guess I knew what being gay was, but I don't know if we ever verbally said he is gay because he is seeing people of the same sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, for frame of reference, end of high school was 10 years ago for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to dwell on that number just to kind of like maybe frame why it wouldn't have been as prevalent. Um, yeah. Even though being gay was something that had been discussed for, I guess, a while at that point. Even in my school, you're correct. There were a couple There were a couple guys at my school, but they were like the only two there were mm-hmm. that we knew of and who were openly gay, who were seeing each other. And I personally, I didn't know what to do with that. Like I just, I, I wanted them to live their life. I never had anything malicious or any sort of negative questions about it. I just didn't understand it. I was like, it was as, as if I accepted it, but I had no reason to dig further into it. And so I think for you, I wanted to ask like what that was like because being gay and not maybe like you said, it sounds like maybe you didn't realize you were or people were making fun of you because you were, which I hate. I hate the fact that people could have teased you because you were more animated or at that point in high school, if you did things that were considered maybe feminine or if you did things that weren't like macho man, tough guy. All of a sudden, you got this label like, oh, that's gay. And yeah. it became so hard to be anything except black or white. Because girls in high school all had to do the same things. And if you didn't do those things, you were frowned upon. Mm. So I, I didn't like find intimacy with other people in high school. I had a really hard time with relationships. I had a really hard time with like that sort of physical connection that people were finding. And I... I don't know. That to me was sort of my struggle of maybe being Mm -hmm. naive or not understanding or pretending it wasn't true that like to be liked, to be popular, to be a cool person, like I was supposed to do more of that stuff. And that was my take on awkwardness in high school, which now feels very unsolicited because this was about you. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Because we're we're both talking about like our high school experience. I mean, mine was more about, you know, that closetive, but like your high school. Yeah. Cause we went to different high schools and mm-hmm. yeah, I always felt the vibe at your high school was different than mine. I feel like interesting. I had, Oh, I talked okay. about this at your wedding. LOL. <laughs> oh yeah. Brought the house oh, geez. down with a comment of how different my high school is from yours, from your perspective. Yes, or I I feel like mm, uh, the group of friends at my high school, like we were we were just so fun and kooky and crazy together. And I felt the friends at your high school or some of the people or I'll explicit or specifically say the experience with prom was maybe not as like kooky, crazy kind of people. Mm-mm. Yeah. Agreed. So. That's interesting. And looking back on the friends from high school, 
you're still friends with them. Like you stay oh, in yeah. touch with a lot of them. Yeah. I stay in touch with none of mine. There's one, there's maybe one or two who I have followed their social media platforms and I've, I've stayed interested in their life. I think they've done great things. Um, that sort of aligned with where my interests went. And that was more of the reason why I kept up with them. But that's funny. <laughs> um, it's funny you bring that up because I, I agree. I think that my high school, and maybe a lot of kids can just relate to this, but in high school, so much of it is status, like who your friend groups are. Um, you know, do you do what is deemed societal norm activities or do you do something different? And I felt, I always felt in high school, um, that I was different and that I really didn't fit into any of the groups. I had friends or acquaintances in sort of all of the different social groups. I enjoyed, you know, hanging out with a lot of different people, but it just, yeah, (laughs) I, I, I assume adding a layer of not understanding homosexuality or your own thoughts and feelings on what that meant to be gay would have really made that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It. Like, did yeah. you ever feel, I guess what I'm trying to ask, did you ever feel, even if you didn't understand it, did you ever feel that like little nudge somewhere inside you, like back of your head, something in your body that's like, there's something I'm missing. There's, there's like a missing piece here. Yes, I probably later in high school, right? Because I went to, I think it was more the transition from high school to college. In So my senior year of high school, because I, I went to like New York, right? For that like acting thing. Oh, um, was that the summer after? I think that was junior Junior going to senior? I think you're correct. So there were out people who were going to New York as well. Um, And I kind of, and we became Facebook friends, of course, because we're in the same like acting, modeling experience, whatever. And like I would go through some people's Facebook and just see like, oh, he's like with another guy. And I'm like, well, what if that was my life? But I'm like, oh, no, I, I can't be that. I, you know? So, like, I would also never associate the word gay with it. But I would be, like, the experience of maybe that would be cool if my life was like that. But it, it, the, it never really clicked until college, right? So being closeted in high school, I wouldn't really say that because I really wasn't focused on that. It was really more um, once I started to see it more, to be honest. Yeah. Once I saw like, yeah, those Facebook, those people on Facebook and like, oh, it's actually like kind of out there. And maybe it was around that time where more representation on media started to come out a little bit. Or at least I was exposed to that, I should say, maybe around when we graduated high school Mm -hmm. and like going into college. And actually, I don't know if I told you this. My... Basically, my first day at school, like, I was hit on by this guy, and he was, like, like messaging me on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not gay. And he was just, like, I think he was, like, really turned off by that and just, like, really mad uh-huh. that I 
like, because, well, I am, of course, now. <laughs> but I didn't realize that. But then he just, like, kind then of Then I have me. news. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I did it, not know that you got hit on day one, sincerely. It was basically, because, yeah, it was, because we had someone who was out in our, like, freshman dorm house type of thing. Mm. Um, and I think it was a friend of his. And, like, yeah, he just, like, started messaging me. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny mm-hmm. that you think that. But. <laughs> okay. Okay. May I keep asking questions? Absolutely. So this guy hits on you. And you, yeah. at this point, had been just maybe, like you said, maybe disassociating. Maybe it was a bit of pretending. Just where we lived and where we grew up, two things. Very small town very religiously inclined as far as like what societal norms were a lot of that a lot of us went to church as kids growing up um in religions where being gay was bad so it was either Mm -hmm. not talked about frowned upon you did everything you could to not talk about the gays (laughs) (laughs) and their agenda and their agenda (laughs) you sneaky moms so we've got these things going against us you bring this to california you move from wisconsin to california that summer before college, mm-hmm. all of a sudden a guy hits on you and you're kind of like, you may, like going back, you had that story about New York where you kind of, you know, put yourself in someone else's shoes who was seeing another guy. So did that sort of get the gears turning for you, do you think of, well, how do I feel about this? Or maybe I lied to him. Not, not really. Cause that was like welcome week. And I was like, just like have enough fun time. Cause like I was meeting all these new people and we were all nervous and like excited. And so I'm like, Oh no, no, that's not me. And then, you know, just went on with my life. It, where it really started to click was in class when I was just like not paying attention to what was happening, but also just looking at the guys in like the front row. I'm like, Oh, that must mean I'm, maybe interested more in the guys in the front row <laughs> and not the girls in the front row. <laughs> so uh, that must mean something, maybe. That's when it started to click. Okay. And did that, um, what did that lead to for you? Was it <laughs> just your your classic Google search of like, I'm checking out the guys in class <laughs> or what, maybe was it that roommate you had? Did you talk to them um, about, about your feelings? I, I guess how did, so you have these thoughts in class um, and where did they, where did that lead you? Like, how did you start to really figure out how that translated to you and your thoughts and put them into words? Yeah. Yeah. It, it started, you're really pushing my memory here. I know, but, but. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is... I, I've really never asked these questions before, so I'm willing to challenge your memory on this Yeah. One. No, I'll, t- I'll try to do my best here. All right. Um, but, like, eventually... Right, so I came out... I came out basically, like, to you first in summer of going into... Was it sophomore year? Yeah. Or junior year? Going into sophomore year yeah. of college. Mm-hmm. So that would have been my first trip out to California to see you a year after you moved. Yes. Yes. Okay. My stomach just got butterflies every time you tell me that I was the first person. It's just Aww. like, it's such an honor. It's such a deeply huge thing, especially asking all these questions and how slow of a burn it was. It's like, wow, what a huge moment for you. So. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah. It, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the process of like figuring that out, 
it was really trying to find representation. So that's when when people talk about like representation in the media, like it is so important. So someone in my family like watches like soap operas and stuff, and um, one of the soap operas, operas was Days of Our Lives. And around the classic. time, I know, around that time, they introduced a gay character. So I would go on YouTube and look for someone who would splice all of their moments together so I wouldn't have to watch all the soap opera st- stuff and just get to, like, the good gay character, like, storyline. So <laughs> I spent, like, a lot of time just, like, trying to find that representation, trying to connect with people, Um we talked about Marky Miller in a, a previous podcast oh, yeah. episode. I found him around this time. Um, and he's, you know, a gay YouTuber and a few other gay YouTubers as well who have like coming out videos that were really impactful. So it's around like this time in college where like I'm seeing these people come out and you're just like, well, I could never do this. You know, I could never come out. And well, that was a lie. You can. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it, it was, I like how you said it, it was a very slow burn, you know, it's just letting, I guess, the emotions and feelings just, you know, come and paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. And it, it helped to be like in a safe space, right? Because, you know, I was part of the drama department, which is stereotypically known to have basically gay men everywhere. Mm. So, and, um, yeah. It was nice to see representation, like, in real life as well. Mm-hmm. And not force, not, you know, guessing game representation. People who are, like, loud and proud about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw that a little bit in community theater back home. Um, I remember some of the directors that came in from out of town all of a sudden had these very different personalities. And I remember having conversations with my, with, um, my dad at the time where – he was concerned. He just didn't understand a man acting in a way that expressed their feelings so openly, right? Like mm-hmm. having really, really high, high highs of being very excited. Let's say a scene went really well or a dance number or something like that. And they, as a director, just really expressed themselves or having the really low lows and being able to like talk about their feelings, but not in a power position way that maybe the men in our town were supposed to. And then I remember specifically going to the parades, oh, the parades, <laughs> where they would turn on the music, the soundtrack to our song or to our show at the time, and we would dance along the parade routes. And my dad would get so concerned at these men dancing in a way that just for him was so different than the way he would picture a man dancing. Hmm. And I remember having those kinds of conversations where, again, it was one person in this community who was from out of town to begin with, was coming in to just direct this show and be a part of the process. And and that's kind of, to me, why that representation, the way I see it would have been so important to even have a conversation with my parents at the time. You know, oh, look at this soap opera character. Dad, look at all these people who, look at all these guys in school. We just had none of that to even compare it to. And so your story is just kind of making me think, back to that lack of representation and why I believe moving to California was like the best thing you ever did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and especially at the time you did, knowing that that first year of school changed everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I mean, also just to go back to like the high school experience in general, I would say both of us came from relatively small high schools, right? I had not even, I had like 95 people in my class. Same. Yep. Yeah. And of course, very small. (laughs) Yeah. There's schools with like 20 people classes. But I know like Ben, right? He doesn't know everyone in his class because it's so big where I'm like, that's unheard of. So like some of the things you said about, you know, you didn't know which like kind of click. I don't know if you said that word, but click you belong to. It's like, well, in like a, I, or I'm assuming in a bigger high school, you have a lot more options and a lot more places where you can just like blend with the people that you um, are more like. Mm-hmm. Where for us, it's like, well, you're kind of just, this is your uh, hand that you're dealt. These are the friends that you can be with. This is your community. You got to make it work for those 12 years. Yes. I remember sitting at the same table with the same set of girls for four years in high school at, the, at lunch every single day. Wow. And if we had gotten different lunches, then we sat with the six or the five that had the same lunch as you and vice versa. And it just never, right? It never deviated. You were always around the same people, always doing the same things. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought you meant different food. I'm like, why would you change who you sat with depending what you ordered? (laughs) No, no, no. Depending on. (laughs) No, it was it was depending on like if you had the schedule. The schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had eight hour. We had eight hour blocks. So every single hour of the day, give or take minus a few minutes and breaks and study hall (laughs) um yeah oh man this is bringing up so many memories of like how different life used to be so scheduled and regimented every day and having to like you said you're you're just like they decide for you who you are and you can't really break out of that in our small high schools until you go to college yeah and it, I didn't realize that how toxic that was until college as well of just having the opportunity, even in a different part of Wisconsin where I went to school, I was in the same state, but I was a completely different person. And I really got to redefine myself and, and being around more people, like Ben said, like he wouldn't even know the people who he graduated with. It's like you have the opportunity to also just like do what you want because people mm-hmm. aren't going to remember you either. Yeah. And we didn't have that in high school. Everyone knew your name. Everyone knew your parents. Everyone knew what you did. It was just like so frustrating at times. Because um, it is wild because I don't know if I said it before, but there was be some times that my grandma knew what I did before I got the chance to tell my parents where I was. Because like somehow like someone saw me hanging out with people that was friends with my grandma, talked to my grandma, and then I talked to her the next day. And he's like, oh, apparently you were with so-and-so doing whatever. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just couldn't, you know. So, like, yeah, when you're in a bigger community, definitely a lot of different people and, like, a way to, like, hide away mm-hmm. <laughs> from all the eyes. Yeah. we. My story of that was we lived across the street from a bar growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And the bar owner also happened to be the driver's education teacher at the high school. <laughs> so which is Whoa. now a hilarious <laughs> hilarious thing to think about <laughs> um 
Yeah, I never put that, that together until right right now. That is hilarious. But yeah. also, like, maybe kind of good, too, because then they're like, oh, you're not getting on the road after, you know. Right, right. Really yeah. honed in on the drinking and driving thing. That is funny. Uh-huh. But so my first speeding ticket I got was in my own driveway at 16 years old. I had just gotten my license. And at that point, I don't know if they still do it, but we had the GDL, the graduated driver's license. Where for nine months after you get your license, you can only drive with one person in the car and you, can, mm, you can't mm-hmm. drive after midnight. Yeah. And so here I am coming home and then I was speeding through New Holstein at like, I think it was like 10, 10 o'clock at night. Or I had a curfew I was trying to be home for, which is why mm. I was speeding. Mm-hmm. So the police officer came into my driveway with me, turned the lights on, whole nine yards. My dad came walking out like talked to him was very very chill and kind and i was so mad so this whole thing happens i'm completely traumatized i still have like a, a speeding ticket after the whole ordeal the guy doesn't even let me off with like a warning and i got an extended gdl and the ticket and the cost of the ticket printed in the newspaper because what? they they because they you i don't know if they still do but they did that that was like headlining news not headlining there is a section in the newspaper that used to read about traffic infractions. But for me, they put in, I, I was looking for it because I was looking in the paper like a week or two later. I, rem- I Somehow I had mathed it out. Like I need to watch for the paper these days because this is going to happen. And it did. All of a sudden, like we got the paper and I, I like got to it before my parents did. And I took a black Sharpie and I Sharpied out my little section of like me and the traffic infractions, speeding ticket, all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like how awful to do that to someone, first and foremost, especially in a small town. Everybody knows you. Everybody's going to talk to your parents about this. Mm -hmm. So I sharpied it out. And my dad said, well, my dad like laughed about it later. And now (laughs) 10, well, not more than 10 years later, I think it was a couple years ago, my mom admitted that both she and my dad thought it was completely bogus that this even happened to me. But it had to be a teachable moment. So they couldn't tell me that like then. But she told yeah. me years later. She was like, oh, that was a bunch of bull crap. You shouldn't have, <laughs> you shouldn't have this, this, this. I was like, why didn't you say something? <laughs> I'd have felt so much better. She's like, yeah, but you'd have done it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> ah, parents. And so just that sort of traumatizing thing where the whole city had the opportunity to know that about me. Yeah. And I had no control over that. The police offered that information up to the editors to say, oh, yeah, here's all our traffic infractions that we've had over the past, whatever, time. Is that everywhere? Like, do they do that? I just don't read the paper. Like, should exactly. I be reading the paper to make sure I know everything about my friends if they get pulled over? Exactly, right? Like we both live we both live in much bigger cities now. I highly doubt it happens here. There's far there's just too many and there's too many random things that happen when you live in a bigger city. But for the small towns, I'd be curious. I should probably ask my mom if that still happens cuz she still gets, you know, a local paper and there used to be the Tri-County News mm-hmm. uh, where yeah, where you'd get the information for all three um counties that we lived in cuz we lived like 10 minutes away from each other growing up. So I'd get your news. You'd get my news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I wonder if we, it wasn't, it was, what paper was it in? Would I have seen that you've gotten the traffic infraction? Oh my gosh. 
I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. yeah it's gross. honestly you probably could have. I I bet. Yeah. I bet it was posted for all three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I remember like in college too just like I at some point it, it like erases itself off your record if you don't do anything else and so of course at the time I thought it was just looming over me that I went 10 miles over the speed limit at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this is going to ruin me. Oh. Yeah. Well, either way, that's that's my my take on on how news spreads so fast and like you said, you know, you could have easily known that information before my parents did about my traffic infraction or your grandma knowing where you were before <laughs> your parents even knew. Yeah. You just had nowhere to hide or be an, an individual or change anything about yourself. You had no room to say, well, maybe I thought this way a year ago, but I've changed my mind. And I still think that that's true today. I think that there's, it's just a land of being set in your ways. Yeah. Uh, I would want to say, to be fair, I'm sure there's people who love that small town experience, right? Mm-hmm. Because we also, I mean, we also, I also had very good memories back then, you know. And I guess we've just been, like, trash talking <laughs> our experience. And I guess I don't want to, like, end on that note, you know. Okay, that's fair. No, there were amazing things. We literally would not be here had it not been for those small towns. Absolutely. First and foremost. Yeah. Yes. Plus, so I w- yeah. Where I am today... I well, I mean, there's just so many good memories of like, you know, walking to school, swimming at the pool, you know, running into people at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's just so it's so interesting. And I'm just going to get so broad and just say life is interesting. <laughs> Going to scoops and meeting up with literally anyone who would go to scoops with me at any time. Yes. Yep. That was like the hub to meet people and do all of the socializing was Scoops. Scoops was so good. Oh my gosh. It is so good. For those of you who are not from where we are, it's a tiny little ice cream place that also now does coffee. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've they've broadened their horizons. Um, ooh, right across the street, the family restaurant that's been there forever, ever, ever. So many good meals at that restaurant. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think the greatest thing about it was being able to have friends from your school, my school, and then our dear friends at at the other school about five minutes away too, because all three schools had kids that came together and did community theater, which was so fun. Like it was such a unique experience to be able to do community theater in the summer and see each other and spend time together. Whereas during the school year, we didn't have as many opportunities um a because we couldn't drive for part of it and couldn't just go see each other but once we could drive too it just made it it made it that much more special to really have that time together um whereas in a bigger city right it's all so competitive these days that you Mm. you sometimes have that experience and i definitely have had that here in meeting and making new friends but like the lasting connections that's what i really value about the small towns is that you really did find your kind of a few friends, um, like we said, that you hang on to this day. I don't have them from my high school, but I have you. I have one from other high schools that um, 
that are so important. So yes, it's it's not, we, I'm sure we can make a rap sheet and could continue on of like, uh, being in a small town was a big chore, (laughs) but, but no, you're right. We definitely need to give it the credit where it's due. Um, and to this day, right. I was out working on my mom's lawn two weeks ago and like two cars stopped to either beep or say hi because they recognized that I was home. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she lives on a highway, right? So, like, it's the yeah. main road to get through town. So, it's highly likely that if I'm outside, someone's going to be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, definitely doesn't happen here. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, so much of this, though, is your coming out story. And I really liked that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Of course. I think and thank you. I'm I'm glad we could talk about, you know, just our past together and high school. And then we never have to talk about high school ever again because we did it. <laughs> you brought it full circle to be like, there are some good things. And now we'll close We're the done. box forever. <laughs> yeah. That's so well done. Well, <laughs> nice, well-rounded package. Thank you. Thank you. As the audience, you can't see this. He gave like a little bow with his, with his fingers on his forehead. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You earned high praise. Uh, well, awesome. have a have a lovely rest of your day. You too. Yeah, well, see you on the next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>